On this episode, you'll learn what business entity mistakes to avoid, some of which can be expensive. So we dive into the difference between the LLC and the S-Corp, as well as some commonly uh, mistaken questions we get, and bad S-Corp advice to avoid. And lastly, what to do each year to maintain your business entity. So as always, if this episode helps you or brings you value, please do me a favor, share it with a friend. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Build Your Wealth Muscle, a podcast dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs build wealth by saving taxes and growing their money. Each episode will break down different strategies in the areas of business, tax, and retirement planning specifically for your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation. Please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making any changes to your financial or tax situation. Now here's your host, certified financial planner and tax advisor, Pat Darby. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Build Your Wealth Muscle. Missed last week, so good to be back. Uh, Last week was super busy. So for the loyal listeners, I apologize for missing that. Um, And if you're new here, welcome. There's two types of show formats. Uh, The first type is what we have today. It's a solo episode where we can dive really deep into topics related to taxes, cash flow planning, finances. And then we also have guest episodes where we bring on colleagues of yours that have another online business uh, or they support your business, either insurance, legal, accounting, uh, sales, marketing, et cetera. So raise my chair a little bit. Um, Today, we're going to get into what to do after you form your LLC. And it's going to dive into not just the business formation, but what you need to do from a tax perspective as well. So I did a pretty deep dive on this. Let me take a step back and make a disclaimer. This is not legal advice. We're going to talk about some legal topics, but I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice, but um, I'm giving it to you from the vantage point of after you've done your legal work, what you need to do from the tax side Um, and also from the financial side when you want clean, clean books for yourself to make strategic decisions. Um, and obviously, if you have a buyer coming in, they want to see clean clean finances as well inside your business. But I did a pretty deep dive on this. Uh, I think it was about a year ago, last August. So episode 46, we did a deep dive on this. So you can go back and listen to that as well. I'm going to re- recap some of those topics, but also add in today uh, some questions I've had since then that I think want to help clarify things for you guys. So let's start at the beginning. Do you need an LLC? The short answer is no. So I live in Vegas. I'm recording this here in Vegas. So in Nevada, LLCs can be expensive like compared to other other states. So for people just starting their business, it might feel expensive to immediately go and get your entity formed because you have a lawyer to do it and then the state fees on top of it are almost $500. So to just get your business rolling, it might make sense to stay a sole prop, a sole proprietorship. I'll try to keep the abbreviations towards the middle in the end when it's more clear what I'm talking about. 
So when you're just a regular person, like you're basically born a sole proprietor, you don't have to do anything. You sell lemonade to your neighbors. That's a sole proprietorship operating business. You form the LLC or you form a partnership or you have an an S corp, a C corp. Those are all the entities that you upgrade to. But it's a misconception and or predatory for people pimping LLCs on you, thinking that you can't get a business deduction unless you have an LLC. That's bullshit. You have almost all the same tax deductions as sole proprietorship as a one-member LLC does. In fact, the form you fill out to the IRS is identical. So in the eyes of the IRS, those two don't make any differences. The differences come on the legal side. So on the asset protection side, and again, I don't know what the asset protection rules are in your specific state, but that's the reason people go to the LLC. From a tax perspective, they're the same. Now, I purposely said almost all the same deductions because you can lower your self-employment taxes when you're in a sole proprietorship or an LLC by going one step further into the S-corp world. So not going to dive really deep into any of that because I have prior episodes on that as well on the value of the S-corp. Uh, a, a one that I've done recently is episode 72 S-Corps and Partnerships were both discussed. Um, trying to find there's another. Sp- yes. Episode 21, total deep dive on sol- uh, S-Corps. So if it's something you're considering, that would be helpful. But um, just want to leave it there. So now you move. So let's talk now the difference between an LLC and an S-Corp. So this can get confusing for people because if you're an S-Corp, you could be one of two things. You could be a regular old S-Corp, which means you basically went from a sole proprietorship, you skipped the LLC phase, and you went straight to the S-Corp. Or you could be an LLC, and you've elected to be taxed as an S-Corp. Now, from a tax perspective, they're the same, but like you fill out your taxes the same way. Um, I lean towards recommending, I shouldn't say lean towards, I recommend people go with the LLC tax as an S-Corp. And the reason is because if if you ever decide that the S-Corp is not appropriate for you, you can revoke it. And inside of the LLC tax as an S-Corp, you just go back to being a regular LLC again. If you went straight from a sole proprietorship to an S-Corp and you revoke the S-Election, you go back or it shouldn't say go back, but you become a C corporation. And so that brings the the confusing part of an S corp to light. They're really, they, they do, some states, they do have different asset protection, but from a tax perspective, it's a weird, it's a weird entity because it's almost like all, all S corps are either LLCs or C corps on like at their below the surface. So like if it's an iceberg, at the what we see is the S corp, but underneath it is either an LLC or a C corp. So if you revoke that S election, you're going to either go back to an LLC or go back to a C corp. Um, the other reason that I like clients to have an LLC that we tax as an S corp is that um, when you decide or if you decide to move states, most of the states allow you to 
what they call domestication, where you just take your LLC and you move it. That's what I did when I moved from New Jersey to Nevada. I did a domestication where my entire LLC and the EIN, everything just moved and it had a new headquarters here in Vegas. So from a business continuity perspective, nothing changed. Some states, well, not all states even allow that, but even it's even harder to move an S-corp in a lot of states than the LLC that's taxed as an S-corp. So that's something you have to obviously talk to your lawyer about, but that's just something to keep in mind. So now let's, let's get into if you already have... All right, let me, let me take a step back. I was going to talk about if you already have it, but the, the second point, this, is, this, this comes first. Don't get talked into an S-corp too soon. So here's, here's the, the way you should think about it, depending on, and you can resonate with wherever you are in your phase of business, like whether you're just starting out, you're ramping things up, or you're already killing it. Because those are, I'm oversimplifying it, but that's kind of like the ways to think about it from, because the S-corp is a tax strategy. So I hate that I constantly see and it's because we do like the, our business startup and money organization program. I'm seeing people come to me. They already have an S-corp, but they're in their early stages of business. I hate that because you got talked into doing it too, too soon. Excuse me. You got talked into doing it too soon. And so what that results in is regardless of how you're doing business-wise, you're incurring administrative costs which could range from 2000 to like $4,000 a year, depending on the different people that you're using. But the shittier part is that your IRS penalties will, will ramp up pretty quickly. So for example, if you have an, L, an S corp that made no money because you just started it and then you don't think anything of it because you don't, you didn't file your taxes for it, you didn't tell your accountant, like whatever the case may be, that's going to become a big problem for you because in 2022, the IRS is charging $210 a month if you're late and didn't file an extension on your S-Corp. And the S-Corps file a month early. So you're likely maybe even a month or a month of penalties just by waiting for April because they are, these are filed in March. So that's that's a really shitty shitty situation that I hate seeing people get into is that they're, they hear S-Corps are great. So when they, they don't want to be a sole proprietorship anymore, they jump right to the S-Corp. And an S-Corp doesn't usually make sense for the most part until you've crossed 40, 50K of profit. Again, so if, you're, if your online business is doing 60, 70K of revenue, that's awesome. But if your profit isn't at 40, 50K, you're still not ready for the S-Corp because it won't pay for itself. And I go through that in that episode 21, but basically as a super quick recap, the S-Corp is going to start saving you money, but the administrative costs are not zero. So you need to find that sweet spot between where you're, you save more taxes and you incurred in administrative costs. Otherwise, what's the point? If you save two grand in, in taxes, but then you have to give it to people like me to get your payroll set up and get your... Um, your return filed and all that. So it's like, well, you're break, you personally as a business owner are break even. 
and you just spurred the economy by giving some more money to accounting firms and payroll companies, which is not necessarily the goal. But so let's say you already have an S-Corp because I've been getting this question. Do you need another LLC? And the answer is no. So if you have an S-Corp, it can do what you need it to do. Like, like it can run your business. You don't need to have an LLC. Like obviously LLCs are popular and they have a lot of flexibility from a legal perspective and all that good stuff. But if you, if someone already built you an S corp for whatever reason, use it. You don't need to go make an LLC now. And what you definitely want to consider if you have two, two separate businesses, let's say you have something going on, uh, one business and you're going to launch a second one. You don't want both of them to be S-Corps. You want one to be an S-Corp and that would be like a parent company. And then the other one could be a regular LLC that's owned by your S-Corp. Because the goal, if you can, and it should be easy to, to uh, restructure things if you sit down with a qualified attorney, the goal is that you really only want to have one S-Corp in your life because of what we just talked about. You have all these administrative costs. Why incur them in every single business of yours when you could have an LLC that is the subsidiary of your parent and you could have multiple subsidiaries? Like that's what the big companies do. You could operate in the same way and it doesn't it doesn't give you operational complexity like you think it would. Or it's likely to save you money because otherwise you would have multiple S-corps, which again, you're going to have multiple payrolls, multiple tax returns required to be filed. That So all of that's going to cost you thousands of dollars. But here's the other problem. You're going to pay more in taxes because every single S-Corp, the IRS is going to say, where's the reasonable compensation for you, the owner? And so if your reasonable compensation to every single business, the sum is likely going to be more than if you consolidated all of it. So just for simple math, typically you'll see like the percentages go down on what you need to pay yourself. So if you're making 100K of profit, a lot of people be like, all right, you probably want to be around 40%, call it 40K for that $100,000 business. If you're a million dollar business, a lot of people say, okay, well, it's kind of reasonable that you pay yourself maybe $250,000. So now you're at 25%. If you owned 10 businesses that made 100K, in theory, in that scenario, You'd pay your you'd pay yourself forty thousand in each business to be compliant, and now your salary is four hundred thousand on that million instead of the two fifty. So you paid self employment taxes on an extra hundred fifty k because you didn't want to consolidate. So you get you start losing in multiple fronts if you if you have that operational chaos. So if you already have an an S corp, use it. Okay. The last, the last point on, on this structure that I want to, to uh, articulate, if you're at the early stages, again, I just said, don't get suckered into an S-corp too soon. And this also goes for partnerships. Um, they, they, I should have said that before as well. If you have a partnership, they have the same, actually, there's slightly higher uh, penalty of 220 per month per partner. That 210 per month is also per shareholder. So if you need to have a partnership, that actually makes more sense. But I'm also a fan of people trying things out, like having a general partnership where there's no entity and then form it when it makes sense, unless you have liabilities and stuff like that. But um, 
let me let me get back to the one point where <clears throat> you don't want to jump into the S corp, but I don't have a problem with people jumping into the LLC. And here's why: two. Well, there's a, a couple of reasons. One, um, they don't have accounting complexity. Like your accounting bill won't be higher because you have an LLC versus a sole proprietorship because your tax repair has to use Schedule C on both of you. So it doesn't matter. So that doesn't add administrative cost to you. You don't need to do a payroll provider, all that good stuff. There's there's no difference from a tax perspective and an accounting perspective. Obviously, you're going to have legal bills to do the LLC, like a lawyer to form it. And also your state's going to charge you something to, to have it and renew it. But what I like about this, it's a forecasting tool to buy to buy the LLC or set up the LLC. Because if you are killing it, like let's say you, if you launched your business as a sole proprietorship on January 1st, and you come and sit down with me in on August 1st, and you're doing $300,000 worth of profit so far, killing it, doing awesome. What I would have to do for you is have you sit down with an attorney, we get you your LLC, we get the S Corp set up on top of that, and you know, in that hypothetical scenario, August 1st, you have your S Corp, which means for that year, 2023, in this hypothetical, you're filing two different tax returns. You have your regular Schedule C, like for the sole, we're filing you as a sole proprietorship for most of the year. And in the end of the year, we're filing you as an S Corp. So with each passing month, the S Corp makes even less sense. If you're a sole proprietorship, because the administrative costs are going to be relatively similar, like it makes no sense if we're like talking, if you're sitting down with me in December and you're like, all right, let's be an S Corp for December. And I've actually seen that. And that, that was shitty. Whoever sold that to uh, one of my clients, they built them an LLC, uh, an S Corp towards the end of the year. And there was, the business wasn't going to be operational to the new year. So it cost them a lot of accounting administrative costs, which is bullshit and unethical. But um, but also be careful because there's a lot of companies out there where they're just taking orders. They're not doing an, like a consultation to see if you actually need it. They just say, what do you want? And you said S-Corp. And they're like, okay, here's your S-Corp. And that also is likely to happen to you on some of like the legal websites, which is why I'm a big fan of having my clients talk to professionals, either accounting professionals, tax professionals, financial professionals, legal professionals, because they can stop you if they're ethical, which my people are, and I hope your people are, um, they're going to stop you from buying something that you don't need or you don't need yet. So let's say that, so that was the, the first negative scenario. You're a sole proprietorship. You sit down with me in August and we say, all right, now we got to get you an S Corp. And depending on where your finances are, it makes sense to start that S Corp right away. But you're going to end up with two different tax returns for that year. Now, the second scenario is you're sitting down to launch your business January 1st. And instead of sole proprietorship, you immediately went out and got yourself an LLC. And then you and I have a conversation in August and we meet and we're like, oh, wow, your business doing 300K. That's awesome. We do a late election on that S Corp. And now we can retroactively go back to January 1st and make your entire year. So now you have one tax return. We push the whole thing into the S Corp world and you get all the tax savings and you're good to go. Um, that's the advantage of having an LLC right out of the gate. 
So although on one hand, I'll tell people, if you're just starting your business, like, and, you, and your primary goal is to keep your costs down and all that, there's no, there's no reason that you have to be an LLC because you can still write off your marketing spend, like all the regular business expenses, you still can write them off as a sole proprietorship. But if you think you're going to ramp up quickly, the LLC gives you the flexibility of that late election into the S-Corp world so that you can capture the tax deduction. If your business takes off like a rocket and you're a sole proprietorship, uh, that portion of your profit will not be shielded from self-employment tax. You're going to pay 100% of that taxes. So that's that's the advantage of the LLC. Okay. Now, I said it, but I want to focus on it. Now you have your new entity. What should you do? Do not commingle funds. Again, this sounds like legal advice, but it's also because that will be a problem if you like pierce the corporate veil from a legal perspective. But this, again, this isn't legal advice. I'm talking about it from the financial and tax side. If you have someone like me sit down and try to help you figure out like where the profit margin is, it's a nightmare if half of your expenses are your personal expenses. And that's even worse when you're trying to pay less for your tax filing. Because if any tax preparer has to spend time cleaning up your personal expenses that are inside the business, you have to be, you are paying for their time to clean that up. So just go through the simple step of having a personal bank account and a business bank account. Now, if you have an entity, you need that business bank account to have the EIN. You also want to go through the extra step of if you've been operating as a sole proprietorship and you've been working out of your personal social, you need to switch everything over to the business. So if you have affiliates that pay you, whatever it is, give all of them, request a a new W-9 from them so you can fill it back out as the business. Give the business employer ID, tax ID number. The EIN is what people call it. So employer identification number. So do that for all of your, whether you're an LLC or an S-Corp, do those things. Now, if you're an S-Corp, I see this all the time and it's crazy to me how many accountants are not like stopping people from this mistake. If you're an S-Corp, you need to have payroll. Now, granted, if you're not making any money, then you don't. But then it also leads to question like, why why did someone sell you an S-Corp and you don't have enough money to pay yourself payroll? Like, it's, it's a bummer because again, you're, I know I see people and I'm like, well, you're going to pay a lot of money for your tax preparation. And that just sucks because you were given unhelpful advice by somebody. Um, but if you're an S Corp, you got to have a payroll, especially if you're making decent profit. You're a six figure business and you have no payroll, big red flag to the IRS. So make sure you set up your payroll when you get your S Corp. That can be a pain in the butt. Reach out to me. Uh, we do this for people. Um, I'm not saying that just as to promote, but when I help people with their S corp, that's the part that I feel is the most confusing to them. The ramping up, the the setting it up. Once you, once you're set up, it's easy to run yourself. So don't feel compelled to ever like have someone run your payroll, but the setup is not fun, especially if you're doing, going to do it once in your life. Like obviously I have helped people multiple, multiple dozens of times, but like if you're just doing it once in your life, it's not so fun, but um, that's not a, promotion for you to reach out to me for that. But um, make sure if your accountant set up your S-Corp for you, if he doesn't or she doesn't help you with the payroll, get someone who will. All right. Now I'm going to give you a quick checklist of what you should 
consider when you get like if you're gonna i don't like people using the legal websites i know i said that already but now that you are an llc or if you're shopping someone to help you form your llc again they should be a qualified attorney in your area or practicing in your area but don't make the mistake of just going on the state website for you and just filing and these a lot of these mistakes i'm like telling you because like i learned these mistakes the hard way like i say a lot of times on my podcast, like I wasn't born with all this knowledge. I didn't go to college with this. Like I learned a lot of this when I became a business owner and I made my own mistakes, like working with business owners when I was just focusing on like the financial planning side of things. And so as I learned more and got into the, all my tax credentials, and I've been studying this now for a while, like it's a lot of these things that I harp on. I'm like, these are the mistakes I made. Like I went, when I was launching my business, I was trying to keep my costs down. I built my own LLC in New Jersey. And then I had to later pay an attorney to give me all the documents that I didn't give myself. So I'm not saying this like from any sort of like uh, ivory tower. I'm telling you from like, don't make my mistakes because often when it comes to legal work, it's cheaper to get a lawyer to do it right than get a, from the beginning than pay a lawyer to fix it. So um, here's some things that you need. Now you can you need the articles of incorporation. The state website will give you that. But again, I I'm saying you should sit down with a qualified attorney to do all this. Um, you need to get from the IRS the tax ID number. So you'll get like the the SS four form, and then you should have. And this is where I I forgot it because I did those two things because those are like the quote unquote requirements. Because you get your incorporation documents and your IRS tax ID number. That's going to satisfy most of the people that you need to work with. Like your payment processors, they want to see that the banking information, the banks, when you're opening up the accounts, they want to see those two pieces of information. They usually stop after that. And so it's easy as a business owner to be like, oh, I must have done everything because the bank didn't ask, like I'm up, my bank accounts are open. My payment processors are, are good to go. Like you're good because they're not checking the stuff that would become important if the shit hits the fan. So you need an operating agreement. Again, can't say this enough. This is not legal advice, but make sure you're talking to someone who's going to get you um, like an operating agreement, your corporate book that could be digital. Um, you need to fill out your meeting minutes. Now, if you're incorporated as an S-Corp, meaning not LLC tax as an S-Corp, but an actual S-Corp, um, in your state, the meeting minutes may be required. As an LLC tax as an S-Corp, some states don't require it, but it's good business. So I highly recommend it. And I have a template for this if you need it, reach out to me. Um, but not only is it good practice for you, the business owner, but you should, it's also a great reason for a nice tax deduction. Cause if you sit down with your board of advisors, that could be family members and legitimately talk about your business, what you did all year, what your plans are for the future. It's a great, it's another great way to legally have a write-off. So especially if you decide to, Make that a destination where you fly somewhere and you spend days talking about your meeting minutes. So you just got to document all that. And then the last one that people tend to forget is your state, most states likely have an annual renewal requirement. So if you built your LLC, you can't just walk away from it. Some, some states require this. I mean, most states require this annually. So as part of owning an LLC or any sort of entity, you need to know what your state's 
requirements are to stay in good standing. And usually that means paying an annual fee. So that's that's a quick recap of, of episode 46. And I think I went a little deeper on some areas that clients had asked me. And I wanted to make sure I, I hopefully explained that properly. But if, if I can't say anything else, I do want to just keep circling back to don't jump into some of the don't jump into the S Corp too soon because I don't know why I keep seeing people come to me that they were pushed into it too soon. And like just looking at what they have, I'm like, this sucks because I know what your tax preparation fee is going to be. And based on the timing you're coming to me, I know what your S Corp IRS penalty is going to be. And that sucks because you're trying to do the right things. You hear it's a tax strategy. And now you could be two to $3,000 in the hole on accounting costs and IRS penalties because you, someone talked you into doing it too soon. And that kind of sucks. So try to avoid that. Um, just do your due diligence and, and, and just ask the main question, what's the tax savings going to be? Will the tax savings outweigh the costs? So as a rule of thumb, if you're making more than like 50, 60K in profit, you're you're most likely going to get a green light from the person you're talking to. So if any of this is overwhelming, because I know it can feel like a lot. Again, this is this is compiled information from my journey to learn all this stuff since 2010. So I got 13 years now of learning and making my own mistakes. So if any of this feels overwhelming, reach out to us. There's a link always in the show notes for scheduling a meeting. But our business startup program, and it's also a money organization program. So if your business is already kicking ass, we can still get all the finances streamlined, teach you how to pay yourself. Um, if you're an S-Corp, get all your payrolls set up. Do everything that you need to do so that your business is functional for you to continue running it. It's a DIY program. We don't We set up your QuickBooks. We set up your payroll. We teach you how to connect your accounts to the IRS to your personal so you can pay your owner's draws properly, your owner's salary as well. We set up all the infrastructure so you can organize how the money flows from your customer to all your business accounts and then to you, the owner. And so if that's helpful and or if this feels overwhelming, we have that program that we're happy to, to help you walk through. But as every, hopefully you guys have a great week. This coming week for me, I'll be in Salt Lake City for a tax and legal conference. So I'm pretty excited for that. Nerd out on all these topics and have some, some more gems to share with you guys. But hope you have a great week and talk to you later. Thank you for joining us this week on Build Your Wealth Muscle. The links mentioned in this episode are available in the show notes. For video clips and more information on tax and retirement strategies for fitness entrepreneurs, please follow my Instagram at the Pat Darby. If you found value in this episode, please do us a favor and share with a friend. If you tag me, that'd be appreciated also. Lastly, for help implementing any of the topics discussed, please book a call. The link is also in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.